What's up, everyone? Tyler Dunn here at Go Long. Uh, a quick note here that we decided to split this episode of the Ty and Bob pod up into two, two parts. So right here, you're going to get the full breakdown from the Green Bay Packers 19 to 17 loss out there in Denver, Colorado. And then in the second part, you'll get the full Detroit Lions breakdown, their loss to the Baltimore Ravens, the Minnesota Vikings. Holy cow. Uh, absolutely stunning, the San Francisco 49ers, and also some Eagles-Dolphins talk there in part two. So, yeah, I just thought it'd make it a little bit easier to split it up so you can kind of jump around and consume what you'd like. Thank you so much. everyone to the Ty and Bob pod here at GoLong, GoLongTD.com, right on Substack, right in your email and the website itself. We cannot thank you all enough for subscribing, for supporting. It's all because of you. No ads, no sponsors, none of that. And if you are interested in a GoLong hoodie, a GoLong crew sweatshirt, shoot me an email, GoLongTD at gmail.com. And we will hook you up. Thinking 40 a crew, 50 a hoodie, maybe a little blood and guts if you're still interested in that book. But uh, let's talk about it on email. Bob, what's happening? How you doing? Excellent, Tyler. Good morning to you and uh, and all our listeners and uh, ready to roll. Anything new? You just been... Uh, Eyes glazed over watching the film of all these games. Yeah, I've seen. It looks nice games. behind you. It looks beautiful out there. Yeah, it is. I was on the links yesterday. It was about seventy-four degrees. You know, the, about fifty percent color right now. I mean, it was fantastic. It really was. What a great time of the year here in the Midwest. You know, and in south of Buffalo. Yep. You know, it's it's so true. I, I hate talking about weather, so apologies to everybody. I promise this is not idle weather elevator talk with a stranger. But it, living out in Wisconsin and, and here in Western New York, so similar. You get the four seasons. Like This is the best time of year. Um, the fall, the leaves changing. We uh, brought Ella and Sonny out back into the backyard, and they Sonny jumped in leaves for the first time. He was in heaven. He kind of like tiptoed into it. And then next thing you know, he's like a pig and shit. He's just throwing the leaves everywhere, just in, loving it, absolutely loving it. So it is a uh, a gorgeous time of year, and especially Wisconsin. It's it's for those listening in Wisconsin, they might enjoy the weather, but you know they're not necessarily enjoying the professional football being played by their team. This is pretty rough. Uh, we're gonna talk about Packers Broncos, obviously. Ugly game. We'll get into another ugly game. The Detroit Lions getting curb stomped by the Baltimore Ravens, which I love Dan Campbell's press conference after the game. He just keeps it real, doesn't he? And I know we always come back to Dan Campbell, but just standing there and saying, man, they kicked our ass. 
and they're loving it over there. They're having a good old time. And no, it, it sucks. We don't like we don't like them laughing and yucking it up. Like we we've got to do something about it. And I thought his breakdown of what happened against Lamar Jackson uh, was quite telling and speaks to, you know, one potential flaw. Is it a fatal flaw on the Detroit Lions? The fact that they just don't have that singular freak show talent. I mean, they're just solid one through 53. And then they run into a Lamar Jackson and they get tasered. Uh, we'll, We'll get into that on this podcast. Vikings Niners, I believe you watched as well, Bob, right? Right. Studied a, that. So we, can, we can touch on that. That was a big upset. Yep. And there was another game you wanted to discuss. And then the Eagles. I wanted to look at maybe the best team in the NFC. So I looked, uh, Colts at least broke that down against the Dolphins. That was Sunday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One of those just uh, finely tuned officiating exhibitions, right? Dolphins, Eagles, really not one call you could argue. Just kept everything in line. God, that was brutal. I, I Look, the Eagles were the better team, clearly. That's why I wrote about them Monday morning. And we'll, we'll get into what makes them just kind of runaway freight train on offense sometimes. But that was so one-sided, the officiating. It was kind of embarrassing. Uh, just 10 penalties on a Miami, none on Philly. You never see that. And there was some bogus stuff out there. James Bradbury, this poor guy, like Super Bowl, the entire world watching. That, that game ends with his holding penalty, which was so ticky tack to call on that moment. And then he just rips the guy's face masks <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, I mean, that's not even called. So, yeah, the uh, the inconsistencies. Like I told Jim Monas on our podcast earlier this week, nobody likes talking about officiating. It's not fun to talk about the refs, uh, but the refs are really giving us no choice. But anyways, let's start Green Bay, Denver. When you really look at the Packers schedule, this was the soft portion of the schedule, right? At least these two games, Raiders, Broncos. Look, road games are never easy. I'll say that. You learn anything in this game. It's hard to win on the road. But these are two teams that, look, if you're going to consider yourself a playoff team in Green Bay, you, you've got to win at least one of these games. And they didn't. The Broncos are a mess. They're going to be sellers at this deadline. They're just giving away whoever they can, probably. Uh, everything's been documented how bad this Sean Payton era has, has begun. And Green Bay made it a game. They came back in the second half. Jordan Loves hits A.J. Dillon instead of throwing it into the end zone. They kick a field goal, they win, and maybe the tenor of this podcast is it was really bad, again, for most of the game, but they found a way to win. They got to three and three. Now you got the Minnesota Vikings. Um, instead, they're two and four, and it, and it was an embarrassing loss. So I think the people, as always, are craving to hear what Bob McGinn saw on the film because you always do kind of see a different game and, and really why these – these games go down the way they do. So uh, that being said, Bob, where do you want to start? Like just initial thoughts on this. Yeah. 19 to 17. Um, they just, they're starting so slow. Uh, Eric Goska, the great Packer historian and our friend, he pointed out, you know, love in this game. He passed for 47 yards in the first half on 10 completions. 
in a hundred years of Packer football, only uh, only one guy had fewer yards on on his first ten completions. That was Aaron Rodgers in the thirty-seven eight blowout at San Francisco in twenty nineteen. You might remember that one. I was at so that game actually. Producing. Yeah. And before I go by position, I'll just say, you know, on offense, Tyler, they have no one taking charge. They don't have a take charge guy. LaFleur, he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. You know, his body language, he's like blaming others, just looking at him on the sidelines, just, you know, beside himself with mistakes and all this. But it doesn't seem like a, you know, all for one, one for all kind of a, a approach by him. Uh, the offensive coordinator, Adam Stenovich, he's an old, old line coach. I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy, but all right, let's look at their, I mean, over-reliance on youth right now. They are so young, Tyler. Let's look at this wide receiver group, you know, Watson can't stay on the field. He's really been brittle for this year and a half. Romeo Dobbs. I mean, he's the guy you might remember who stayed in his room at the combine because of anxiety. Jaden Reed's got a 10 test score. Um, the tight ends, I mean, they're all so young. Offensive line, Bakhtiari's not playing. Um, and then the running backs, I mean, I know Aaron Jones, so do you. I mean, he's a great guy, but I don't see him as a, a leader kind of a player. I certainly don't see A.J. Dillon like that. I remember the stories about him. Scouts, Boston College, kind of a selfish player into himself. So I just, they're just kind of blank stare. And Jordan Love, those facial expressions, I just don't get the guy. But basically on offense, you see a bunch of blank stares, uh, guys looking off into space. They're kind of a mess on offense right now. And they're against a Denver defense that ranked last in the league. And they couldn't do jack in that first half against them. And then, you know, they got a luck touchdown in the second half, and they were better, but certainly not enough to, to beat a bad Denver team on the road. All That's right, a great place to start. No, I mean, that, I love that, yeah. Bob, because leadership is one of those intangible conversations to have, but an important conversation to have, because it's times like these, somebody needs to speak up, somebody needs to take charge. And who, who is that player? Because I think, there was some logic to the youth movement in Green Bay. You know, we're talking offensively to have all of these young receivers, young backs. A lot of it was financial. He had so much dead money wrapped up into Aaron Rodgers, which is in retrospect why, you know, regardless of if Jordan Love is ready or not, it probably would have been smart to get out of the Aaron Rodgers business a year earlier, maybe even two years earlier, when you literally can just get a bounty of picks, get whatever the hell you want and move forward. They couldn't really sign. I mean, maybe you get a crusty old veteran who speaks up um, off the street for a vet minimum. But in terms of like a good football player who's a leader, they didn't find that player offensively all offseason long. And there's something to be said for young guys learning together. There's, there's a beauty to that. And may, maybe they still do. Shit, we're going to get into the receivers. No wide receiver one. They maybe don't really have a wide receiver, too. Two rookie tight ends. David Bakhtiari, the, the one veteran that you really have, is, is done. He's hurt. He's out. You just broke it down. I, 
it was pretty unprofessional when Aaron Rodgers was throwing around the Jerry Krause reference, right? You reported that, I believe. The teammates, yeah. uh, you know, the Bulls GM who infamously just wanted to run Jordan Pippen out of town, kind of go to the youth movement. And the comparison never made sense, even when Rodgers and Devontae Adams are putting the Instagrams up of the last dance. I mean, the, the Bulls won six championships. The Packers won one. Um, Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. Aaron Rodgers is not. So it's a little bit of a stretch on the quarterback's part. Oh, I will say this, though. The Green Bay did kind of embrace a youth baby Packers movement offensively. Similar to those Bulls. <laughs> Ramped anything back. Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler. A lot of young players there. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to get that bad. But they've got a rough schedule coming up. It's going to be tough to win games the way they're playing on offense right now. And we're going to get into exactly why. All right, let's go to the wideouts. Um... Okay, to get this episode in its entirety, we'd love it if you became a Go Long subscriber. When you become a subscriber, you can gain access to all three podcasts. This one right here, the Ty and Bob Pod with Pro Football Hall of Fame sports writer Bob McGinn. Favre with three-time MVP, Pro Football Hall of Famer Brett Favre. And of course, the podcast that is open to all, the Go Long Show with Jim Monas. And you'll get every single story at Go Long. All profiles, all team deep dives, columns. We're traveling around the country putting your investment to good use. So thank you so much for your support, for considering a subscription. You can do so right at golongtd.com. Eight bucks a month, 50 a year. We'd love to have you join our community today. And you're not going to want to miss this episode. We really dissect the Green Bay Packers' loss to Denver and take it big picture from here. At this rate, what do they do, right? When that ship is uh, making its way toward an iceberg, if it gets to that point, if it gets that bad, what happens? What does Mark Murphy decide to do? What happens with Jordan Love? How should everybody think of Jordan Love the rest of the season? We get into everything. We'd love to have you. Thank you so much.